Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome back after a hiatus last week, because Brent was uh, being a heathen in Vegas. Grueling, a grueling <laughs> uh, ministry week in the streets of Las Vegas, and uh, trying to minister to the blackjack dealers. <laughs> I call BS. And the sports betting kiosk people. It was awesome, Megan. Uh, yeah, it's our it's our annual trip. Yep. We go with a bunch of college buddies and friends, and and uh, stake ourselves out in a hotel room, sit on couches, and watch basketball for way too many hours. You watched some basketball. You just, just told like a me. teeny little bit. My yeah. dad had it on when I was at their house, and I was like in and out of the room. It has the been time, but... an exceptional year oh, yeah. uh, for March Madness. The, the you games... know, I think I've watched. I've actually watched less this year than I have. That's shameful because it's almost as if they had time machines and knew that the most exciting games of the day should be the last games of the day. I feel like every day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the last game of oh, the really? day was always just like an overtime game, a mm. close game. Uh, like last night, we were getting on the plane uh, to drive back, and it was like halftime, and uh, and we knew it was going to be close. It was Arizona versus TCU. Okay. Ended up going into overtime and like a crazy controversial no call and Arizona should have lost but they didn't and we're and we missed it because we were flying home and, and <laughs> this is the first one of the first years we've ever come home on a Sunday we usually come home Monday morning yeah, first thing uh-huh. but the flights were not great it wouldn't have got me home until tonight late tonight and I didn't want to be there that long yeah it's like a weird once you've been in Vegas for that many days yeah. <laughs> like to be there to not have basketball to rely upon is just like oh how do people do this okay, that's, that's the question I get constantly <laughs> asked from people how are you in? How are you there for so long? Because we went on Monday. Yeah, on you, you're so there for days. a full week. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and so well, I guess you didn't go till Monday evening, but still, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but still, that's a long time. Yeah. And and I say I always remind them. I we don't do Vegas like the people who are like go there for forty eight or seventy two hours yeah. and they're just like we're just not gonna sleep. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna drink everything. We're gonna eat anything. We're gonna walk till four. Th- we we don't it's a very much more reasoned approach to that for example thursday uh opening day of the march madness season mm-hmm. i didn't leave my hotel room until <laughs> 9 at night i think actually that's not true i mean we'd go down and have I was lunch like, and stuff did you eat like yes you're right sorry <laughs> but like a meaningful leave the hotel okay. room until crazy late at night then we go out for dinner and uh and then head back. It's, it's so it's like it's yeah. it's somewhere in the middle of you know watching it at home would be fun but it would also be like not as cool as this obviously um <laughs> well you would have other distractions this is like that's undivided totally attention undivided attention yeah. it was yeah, me yeah. and my computer and watching basketball you know, with constantly. people who also are screaming. very interested in having undivided We're attention screaming at players yeah. We're like what's wrong with you your neighbors in the hotel i would like- hate to live below us <laughs> Hate to live, especially the Gonzaga game. Yeah, uh, when we were down by twelve at halftime, uh, and we were screaming profanities. Yeah, I thought of you. I was like, I know someone who is yelling not nice things at the TV screen. You know, right I am mostly I mostly <laughs> clam up, and I'm just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. That's how I usually operate. <laughs> I'm like, don't talk to me. Don't. I'm so upset. I'm I can't so upset. speak words to anybody. God. Yeah. Oh, and then to come back and win it. Um, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things. In fact, we, uh, we kind of, when do they play again? They play, uh, Thursday night. Okay. Yeah. Thursday night. We, we made a deal. We said, um, what would you give at, is that like a deal at, with God at halftime? Yes. 
uh, or deal with the devil, the Faustian yeah. deal, however you want to look at it. I prefer to think that it's a deal of God. What would you do oh to Lord. guarantee a win for this game? Would you, this is an honest to God scenario. No, I believe this. Would it. you take a rubber mallet off of one of your off one of your fingers? Like, would, would you? Oh, be willing like, would to you take, get, take a hit? A, off take of a, a hit off mallet. of a rubber mallet on one of your. And fingers. And what we decided was yes to the rubber mallet, no to a real hammer because okay. we think that that. <laughs> You know what my favorite surgery? part of your of your Vegas trips is? Because this is like the third or fourth, yeah, like that we've been doing the that podcast. We've been doing the podcast that, yeah. that I've heard like recap stories, yeah, and it's always like so boy. It's like the most boy Would stories. Would you take bamboo under your fingernails <laughs> yeah. for the zags? To like come no back one other than like boys have yes. those kind of would you rather like debate with God? Like, would you get a tattoo on your wrist <laughs> if oh the zags? <laughs> If the Is Zags it real? come out, no. <laughs> I, I got. <laughs> he just showed me. He it has looks a real, Gonzaga though, doesn't bulldog. It? it looks real. We walked by one of those henna temporary oh, tattoo okay, okay, places okay. and and said, "Well, we talked about Did getting you a check tattoo." Your wife? Uh, I sent her a picture. Oh, okay. I sent her a picture of me holding my suitcase, yeah. with it barely visible, <laughs> and just saying, "Hey, packed our bags are packed on our way home," and she just responded back, "You're hilarious." Like. <laughs> In a not so funny, not yeah. like not an uplifting. Like You're the funniest a, guy I know. No, like a eye rolling. You're hilarious. Did you see my <laughs> wife's? You follow her on social media. Yeah. Did you see her most recent? Uh, why do pepper? Some peppers go. Yeah. Into oh my! She's the most cutest archery. person on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> she, her story. She couldn't. She has she a new joke. She said she made nine of those videos. <laughs> I believe it. She fi- posted, posted one. One that was that like was I can't, like, even, I can't say say even say it. Yeah. Deleted eight, and then finally posted the one that says. Um, she like so she has a new joke ha- have for her like kitchen chalkboard, and um, she couldn't even say the actual no. punchline because she was laughing so. I'm hard gonna at steal herself. a joke from her because yeah. I, I don't care. It's cute. Yeah. It. Why do some peppers go into archery? Because some of them have an arrow. Have an arrow. Yeah. She delivered it way better than you way just better than me. <laughs> just take it because right now you're going wah, wah, but the way that she does it is crazy. And then uh, the other one that she had a long time ago was what did the pirate say when he turned 80 years old? On his birthday? Um, I don't know. I'm 80. <laughs> she's like the queen of She's puns. so bad at that. Uh, <laughs> she's so cute. I love I her. <laughs> she's pretty great. She's pretty great. She took uh, care of four kids for seven days. Yeah, I went gone. and hung out with them on Tuesday. I heard. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Uh, well, there Super were only fun. three kids when I went and hung out with them because- That's how we prefer it. Lost one for a while. <laughs> we don't care so. which one is gone, but- as long as one of them's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was fun. And I met your turtle. Yes. Our our uh, turtle Tahoe. Tahoe, yeah. formerly known as Fairly Shell. good size Tahoe, yeah, it's right? It's a pretty good size turtle. Yeah. They like Everybody says that when they walk in and see her, like, oh, yeah. I was expecting something much smaller. Yeah. And Jovi, this is my favorite part of the turtle. Just like nonchalantly out of nowhere, Jovi goes, Yeah, she laid an egg and ate it. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and then and then Kyle was like, "Yeah, that did happen." I was like, "Oh, oh, it did happen." Joby was just like so like zero emotion about it. Yeah, it was not. It was just a fact. It wasn't. We're working on that with her because we're kind (laughs) of nervous about how she treats that with like I don't know ethical questions moving forward in life. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, she and I painted some cat sun catchers. Oh, I didn't. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I saw them like this morning before they went to school. Yeah. So, but we haven't even. 
You haven't like caught up. With we haven't them. caught up. I bought them. Oh, I bought a bunch of candy. We're gonna do a candy draft tonight oh, and nice. watch the new uh, season of Survivor. I think so. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a real real busy night. I'll probably be falling asleep. Yeah, at like seven thirty. <laughs> I'm gonna need that candy. I'm on it's Coke Zero and co- uh, coffee right now. So, uh, anyways, how was your week? It was pretty good. Yeah, I started a new trimester. Good. Last okay. week, part way through last week. Got it. And I'm teaching... Uh, Any changes in the schedule for that? Yeah, I'm teaching an extra class this trimester. Ah. Um, which, Make that money, Megan. Yep, yep. Um, but it also means I have a whole extra class. So <laughs> it's definitely more tiring. I am only Different four kids, same kids? As- yeah, different kids. I get different kids every trimester. Okay. I mean, I have some from like last trimester. Without giving specific names. Upgrade? <laughs> Downgrade. Uh, to be determined. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, fair. That's <laughs> too fair. soon. It's too soon too to soon. tell. Um, but I do have some kids who I will have like multiple times. So like I have several kids in because they didn't make it. No, 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 no. Because them. I teach two oh. different classes. <laughs> I'm just so <laughs> yeah, but I teach two different classes. So I I will have like some kids multiple trimesters. Yeah. Um, because I teach both of the general bio classes that we offer at Juana, and so. Sometimes I'll have them for both of those. Have we found nice. out if you're having my daughter in your class next year? No, oh, she did sign up for biology, but there's no guarantee that like I will have her necessarily. Oh. But this podcast is gonna get so much better if that happens. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. <laughs> you're gonna be like, "How is my daughter?" Today? Yeah, give us the info. <laughs> yeah, she'll be great. Oh, Brent's getting a phone is call. That me? That's yeah, me. that's you. Jeez, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Apologize. Gotta put that on mute. Um, okay. Uh, you you also were able to, uh, keep the whole thing afloat on Sunday for me. I almost like jokingly rage quit yesterday on, (laughs) um, like on our Slack, our staff Slack. Yep. I I joked with Mallory about doing that. This is the worst. I'm out. Yeah. But then I decided not to. So. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was pretty smooth. Travis and I managed to figure it all out. We mostly. have never, I don't think, done a Sunday with that few personnel mm-hmm. uh, in terms of paid staff. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. well, and the fact that the other like kind of part-time contract paid staff that we had have only been doing it for like a week and a half. That Yeah. Um, right, right, right. And so, uh, yeah, that was like the thing. There were a couple of things that I was like, I don't know how to do that. And Travis was like, I don't either. And I was like, well, uh, text someone. <laughs> and so like, there were like a couple of passwords or whatever. But we ended up figuring it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Everything went pretty. I smooth. watched the the live stream a little mm-hmm. bit, and then I watched the whole thing uh, this morning, and it turned out great. Jeffrey yeah. did awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a, a podcast that's kind of two weeks. We haven't done one in two weeks. Yeah. Um, and so there may, you know, we will skip the whole week four of our last series and we'll just focus on, on, on the talk from Jeffrey this week. Cause I can't think of anything that was, that's two weeks ago. There's been too much happening in the world to be like, remember that thing two weeks ago that we <laughs> yeah, talked about? For sure. Um, but, uh, my friend Jeffrey came in and spoke and, uh, he is the former, I can say that now it was kind of mm-hmm. like. He was slowly leaking it out. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to spill the beans he announced for him. It, though, yeah, on he the did. Stage, right. So. Um, he is taking a job. He was the former Young Life Area Director for Richland, Kennewick, Pasco, uh, and then just took a job up in Omak, Okanagan area, uh, leading a church up there. And because it's a smaller community, also um, heading up a Young Life in that area as well. So he's going to have his hands full on some things. Um, and his story uh, is that he was supposed to do a talk for me two years ago. Literally he did the it, first didn't week he? of 
he did, but it was not in person. It was not a crowd. It yeah, was it yeah. was in front of a camera for the very first time. Yeah. And we were still trying to figure out live stream us stuff and everything. So this was kind of a a cool kind of we're coming out of it. Yeah. And put a little bow on it and say this is this is it. And and uh, he did a great job. He's he's a good communicator. He's a fun guy. Mm-hmm. Very likable. You you hear his stories of of that, like him saying. Um, him going to the the store and just put it on my tab. I never grew up in an environment where that was a thing. Yeah, me either. And that feels like how old are you, Jeffrey? Are you seventy years yeah. old? <laughs> I think it's just the community he grew up. I in. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> which would be that's a cool community, yeah. man. Like I I grew up in Coeur d'Alene. It was not big, but I never. I mean, it was never. I mean, even if I say it now, Coeur d'Alene, it's like, oh, we love that place or whatever. But you didn't love that place when I lived there. It was <laughs> not, you know, whatever. It was, yeah. it was, it was a lot smaller, whatever. a lot smaller. Yeah. But um, I think if I was a kid and could have gone and put baseball cards on a tab, um, that that would have been shut down within a week oh, from for my sure. parents. For sure, for sure. Um, so kudos to him for apparently not taking advantage of it, other than meatball <laughs> well, subs, I mean, apparently. If, if he'd taken advantage of it, then it probably wouldn't have happened for very long. <laughs> I, <so>. guess. <laughs> I guess. Because it sounded like the store owner and his grandpa were like friends, so that's probably why that worked out. But And he seemed to be a generous guy of yeah. saying something. Mm-hmm. You know, anyways, uh, which is really, really cool. Um, and then obviously the story of Paul and Onesimus and the slave and, and writing the letter to Philemon and trying to extend uh, his uh, good fortune, his good name, his reputation and saying, I, I know that there's you'd have reason to be angry with this person, but treat him out of respect. If you respect me at all, mm-hmm. then do this for them. And Paul leveraging his platform and whatever uh, whatever influence he has for the betterment of others. I think that's an indicative sign of how you use um, your power mm-hmm. and how you use your, your privilege. I think that that was one angle that Jeffrey didn't take. He took the side of you know forgiveness and, and all of that, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And I kept sitting there going, this is Paul not denying his authority as an apostle or um, – or downplaying it, or refusing to use it, but using it for the right reasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that—that's always been an inspiring piece of that yeah. story for me. And like recognizing, I have the leverage to do this. Yeah, and I'm going to use it in this capacity. Not that I even think Onesimus came to Paul and asked him no, to no, do no. that for him. Yeah, just recognizing the situation and saying, "How can I be a part of the solution?" Mm-hmm. And um what could I do? And, and I think that that was inspiring. So yeah, for really, sure. really good. What was, what were some of your takeaways on, on some of that? Um, I don't know. It, I don't have a 10. I'll be honest with you. You were, you were I, probably working I like did crazy. not watch it live. Okay. Um, I like went down for a few parts of a part of it cause we had enough people here, but I didn't really watch it live. Um, but I did watch like listen to it yesterday when I was doing my dishes. Um, so I, I think I was just, I did like the put it on my tab part of like using um, like the graciousness of that, like using your collateral for someone else, which is kind of like that same angle of using the power that you have to like help someone else out. Um, But also like he talked a lot about like Philemon, like he was putting it on his tab, right? Like being gracious and having grace to forgive when you don't necessarily need to. Sure. Um, Yeah. And I think that in that scenario and in that way, it was, it was Paul not necessarily saying whatever you do for Onesimus, I'll put it on my tab, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to ask you to extend hospitality yeah. that's going to cost you. Yeah. 
and I want you to take it and put it on my proverbial tab yeah. that doesn't actually exist. I mean, that's the difference. Like even in like the Good Samaritan, when the Samaritan comes by and sees the guy hurt in the in the parable. I mean, I think it's a fictional story, but um, and he and he takes him to the hospital and says, "I'll pay for whatever it takes to bring this guy back and resuscitate him or whatever." Uh, that's not what Paul is asking. Paul is no. asking him, like, "Would you extend? You would buy me dinner." If I was in town, mm-hmm. take that money and instead of using it on me, use it on him. Even though he has wronged you in the past, even though there was probably something that you would hold out to him and be like, he's undeserving. He doesn't, there's something going, you know, there's a decision that was made. There was a, a theft or something like that. I'm asking for grace and I'm asking it to be something that is going to probably cost you something. Um, and because Paul for sure. I mean, from what we know of Paul, didn't seem to have the money to be able to pay it back. Any- anyway, yeah. he's the one <laughs> walking around asking people for money to be able to take it to the Jerusalem church or continue missions in a- other places. I mean, um, and prides himself on saying, I've never asked you for anything. Like, I've always worked and covered my bills, and I never have had much, and, but I don't really need much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, that, anyways, that's that's a big deal. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, good. I think uh I think that idea of um grace towards people who you have reason to not be graceful towards is always important mm-hmm. but perhaps especially important in light of the last couple of years and how we've observed each other from a distance mm-hmm. and uh, maybe not meaningful act interacted in a personal way, but mm-hmm. have seen caricatures of ourselves as we've presented ourselves to be, but definitely through image management um, and have kind of, uh, I think in a, in a lot of situations, isolated each other from each other or presented, I don't know, find, find nitpick parts of people that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to talk to that person anymore because I know what they, blah, blah, blah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, and instead this idea of reconciliation instead this uh, this idea of the umbrella of christianity and a brotherhood or sisterhood of a community of believers mm-hmm. um should be extended even on those people that you probably have something rightfully to nitpick against and be like yeah have you seen the movie raya and the last dragon have you watched that oh it's been it's on, on while my kids have watched it yeah i feel the same way about Encanto. like have i watched it <laughs> Probably in the summation of all of the things I've seen every minute of that movie. Yeah. Now, have I sat down and watched it from front to back? No. Okay. Could I sing you all the songs? Yes. Probably. Yeah. Um, I feel like Ryan the Last Dragon was kind of that too, because that came okay. out during COVID as well, right? I don't, yeah, to I Disney don't know Plus. When it came out. It's yeah, it's on Disney Plus. It's newer. Yeah. It's been in the last year. Yeah. I would say. I've definitely seen it on. I've never watched it. Okay. Well, one of the I just watched it last night for the first time. Um, and they, one of the like big, like moral themes of it is, um, like extending trust, even like when you don't necessarily have a reason to, um, or even when like the person has kind of wronged you in a way. And, um, and so when you were talking just now, I kept thinking about that and like, there's, there is power in that. And there's like, in that community of like risking being heard and risking someone taking advantage of that. Um, but like also risking that they're what they really need as well is to be trusted and to, um, like fully feel part of the community in that way so that they can start to embody 
who they are and what their purpose and what they need to be is. And so like there's power in like power for both people in like extending that grace and extending those things that the person doesn't necessarily deserve. Yeah. Um. So like, like it doesn't like it's going to cost Philemon something probably financially and socially, but is it also going to gain him something? Yeah, definitely. For sure. Yeah. Help have and having Paul help him help walk him through that mm-hmm. as well. Being like, you know, this is going to be yeah beneficial yeah. for him too. So mm-hmm. that's good. All right. Let's uh, transition from there. Let's so do it. Um, this Sunday we kick up a new series called Paper Walls. It's going to be a couple weeks series leading up to our Easter stuff. We got some exciting uh, another guest speaker coming in a couple weeks that I think you're going to really like. Um, so I'm super excited for that. Um, and uh, we're going to jump into our something interesting. Does that work? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Well, no, you open, so I go I first, right? I know. I'm just letting you know. Have I'm you ever ready. read any Chuck Klosterman before? Nope. But I see this giant book in front of you. It's not a giant book. That is a relatively this, decent this, sized uh, this book. This uh, regular size, average size book. I, w- I would love for you to describe this cover of, of um, this book. To have you guys people. ever seen those clear phones, like the clear wall phones that were really popular in the 90s? Um, it has a picture of one of those. Did on you it. ever own one of those? No, I did not. Uh, d- do you remember seeing them? Is yes. that iconic for 90s for you? I would say so, yes. Now, when were you born? What year? 1987. Okay, so you're like barely a 90s kid. No, I'm a 90s kid, but I'm a 2000s teen. Yeah, okay. Okay. So yeah. So this this guy This uh, is a little honestly this is a little before me because I was not quite into phones at yeah, the, okay. in the 90s, but yeah. So Closerman used to write for Grantland and uh The Ringer and uh has written a ton of like just interesting socio uh social uh science books on just I don't know, culture stuff. Like I he's one of my favorites. Uh, and this one just came out. It's kind of a. a oh, it's a, called the '90s. That's yeah. It's basically <laughs> here. Here's what we think the '90s were about. Oh, cool. Um, or what I think the '90s was about. Um, and uh, talks about like some of the iconic movies and TV shows. And and in one of the chapters, the one that I'll focus on for this one, um, the the music scene. Uh, and because of how unique it was you you've got like the big 70s and 80s bands making a ton of money tons of records big concerts you've all, all of a sudden you got big tours going on you've got record sales and and um cd sales going through the roof and then onto the scene comes the grunge rock uh of and and it being the capital it being seattle washington mm-hmm. like if you wanted to be a grunge rocker like and be taken seriously you moved to Seattle. You've lived there, right? <laughs> yeah. So Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana. Uh, you've got um, uh, Pearl Jam, okay. Eddie Vedder, and That's Pearl a grunge Jam. rock band? I'm not into the grunge rock scene. They were yeah. like a little bit, Nirvana was a little bit of a resistance towards them. Okay. They were a little bit before them, but then also, yeah, I mean, definitely the same sort, yeah. of, sort of vibe. But he, his essence was the 90s was an era for people to kind of prove how much they didn't care. Uh, about it so who couldn't care less about any of this to to show that you cared about something was to fall prey to this thing or to sell out that Mm -hmm. that that was the the worst thing you could do is sell out to the band so yeah Mm -hmm. if you're a band and all of a sudden you get signed and now they want to make they want to print multiple copies they want to send you on tour and sell t-shirts and swag that's like you, you lost it, man. You're yeah. you're out of it, right? So we are gonna we want to be, and, and so he talks about the hard part about for Nirvana was managing fame. Like we want to play good songs that people like, mm-hmm. but we don't care what people think. 
Mm-hmm. So how do we do this to where <laughs> it's nice to make money and have mm-hmm. a lifestyle that we do, but like I also don't want to be a sellout in the balancing of those types of things. Uh, and they, he talks about their not their first album, um, but uh, their their big album, which everybody kind of knew, which was the iconic album of the '90s, which was Nirvana's Nevermind, and uh, how it only printed a certain amount of copies, and because they didn't think it would go off, that Kurt Cobain wanted to name it Sheep as kind of an ironic, <laughs> you're probably going to like this because yeah. you're a sheep. How freaking, that's amazing. I love it, man. He's like uh... running on this whole different narrative than anybody else. Uh... And uh, uh, anyways, it, yeah. was, it, was, it was awesome. The song Smells Like Teen Spirit. That on that album? Is the first song on that okay. album. That's the one that everybody knows that from everybody Nirvana. Knows, yeah. Right. Um, and uh, Teen Spirit was the deodorant brand, and it was basically written... Um, because one of his friends made a comment about how Kurt uh, smelled like Teen Spirit because his girlfriend's best friend oh. wore Teen Spirit, and they were like, I don't know, sleeping together, do something yeah. off the this- <laughs> So it's like all of this crazy stuff coming out of this book. Mm. It's awesome. Cool. I grew up in the 90s. I'm loving this book. Nice. I think if you were post-90s, it probably would still be somewhat interesting, but the references, cultural references, might not make sense. But if you grew up listening to Nirvana, listening to Pearl Jam, Green Day, Dookie's album, mm-hmm. um, uh, whatever, uh, it's it's crazy. It's it's a fun it's a fun read. So check it cool. out. And it reminded me um, the craziness. One more thing, and then I'll let you talk. I know that you're itching. <laughs> no, it's fine. The craziness of CD sales at that time versus this was the apex of of music being um uh like printed and sold and yeah. and CDs because uh vinyls were too hard to produce uh and then cassettes were fine but like CDs is where it kind of like began to boom yeah. and the quality yeah. was there and and the ease of uh, and, and and cars and all that kind of stuff anyways mm-hmm. um that uh people would line up in front of stores to buy new albums yeah, new CDs would. I remember that and they said that Guns N' Roses sold Two point something million albums in two hours. That's crazy. The largest like single volume of something uh, as this kind of thing came out. So, that anyways, is crazy. Just reminded me how different our life is now. Like my daughter has no concept. No of that. Of that at no, all. No. She's just like, is it on Spotify? I'm hey Spotify, play yeah. <laughs> Nevermind by Nirvana. <laughs> exactly. Which, by the way, she came down in a T-shirt the other day that she got at uh, like Walmart. Journeys or whatever. <laughs> And it's Nirvana's Nevermind. Yeah. On the, it's the album cover. On, on, no, no, it, it wasn't the, the album because that's the Naked Baby Swimming. She yeah. would never wear that. But it was it was in a Nirvana shirt. And I was like, <laughs> was it the smiley face one? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. And I was like, you don't even know who that is. <laughs> Let, if I play this song for you, I'm gonna play a song for you, and you tell me if this is Nirvana or not, right? And I played, <laughs> uh, uh, I played. Um, uh, smells like teen spirit, and yeah. she's like, "I don't know who this is," and I'm like, "Exactly, you're wearing their shirt. Take it off." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh... all right, what do you got? Oh, so bottom line references: <laughs> Chuck Klosterman. The book is called The '90s. Yep. If you're looking for a great, fun read, and that all sounds interesting, you check it out. Cool. All right, uh, mine is about bread clips. Do you know? Are you familiar with the clips that come on bread? That are different colored. Oh. And they keep the bag closed. I didn't know that they were different. I mean, are there certain colors that are. Yeah, so the colors apparently have a meaning. Oh, I didn't know that. It. Okay. Um, It's like the day of the week that the bread is like. Produced, oh, that makes sense. And then on it, they print the. um, 
but I don't remember what color means what day, so yeah. don't ask me. Okay. Um, and then they on it they print like an expiration date, sell by date, or sell sure. by date or whatever. But apparently, pretty much all of these clips, they're like the U shaped. They have the little barb on yep. them. All of them are made in an one family owned company. So, in are you ready? I'm ready. Quick Lock, based in Yakima, Washington. What? Has been manufacturing these little tabs ever since their founder whittled the first one from a credit card. Without giving specific numbers, QuickLock says that they sell uh, an almost unimaginable number each year. It's in the billions, says Leanne Watton, a sales coordinator for the company, who says she personally prefers plastic kips, clips to their natural enemy, the twist tie, because they last longer. So, yeah. Um, Floyd Paxton was the QuickLock founder. And he's a second-generation manufacturing engineer who began his career working alongside his father, um, producing nail machines during World War II. Yeah, and then they started. That's doing, really impressive. But they, I, what did it say? Um, where did it say? So they are. And it turns out they're almost all they're almost exclusively all produced by a single-family-owned company. And it's in Yakima, Washington. So Yakima produces 98% of the nation's hops and almost 100% of their bread clips. Yep. <laughs> Man, where would we be without Yakima? You know what? I personally prefer the quick, like the bread clips as well to the twist tie. Like I would, oh, yeah, I for would, sure. I would pick the bread clips over the twist tie. Did you ever, as a kid, the break them in half and then you take the little hook, <laughs> the barb, no. and you stick it like in that little crease between your fingernail? And then you flick it like that, and it spins like a helicopter. You nope, never did that? never did that. No, you should. You missed that on childhood. <laughs> I grew up in the 90s, Megan. There's a TikTok. I bet there's a chapter on bread clips in Clusterman's book. Can't um, wait to get there. There's a like TikTok comedian person, personality, whatever. And I'm not like necessarily- Influencer, influencer is the word. Influencer there, sorry. Uh, I'm not like promoting him, but he was like uh, in college in the 90s. And so when he tells stories, he'll like say ridiculous things, and, they'll, and then he'll go, because it was the 90s. Like he has like a little <laughs> catch song to go with it. it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's it. That's my little fun fact for you all. Fun. That is yeah. great. You'll never look at bread clips the same. And they're all, they're, it's local guys. There's nothing worse than losing one of those and then having to just twist it. Yeah. And then tuck it under. Yeah. And being like, I hope this holds. <laughs> and it never does. So. I don't experience that because I don't have children. Well, <laughs> I lose bread clips because I have kids. Well, you just have more people. Oh, more more opportunities. More opportunities for, those for them to get lost. That, that's that's fair. Although true. occasionally, if I leave it on the counter and one of my cats is around, they'll like try and snag it away. Yeah, like a little hockey puck for yeah, them. Yeah, because it's it's a fun little toy for them. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that'll do it for this week's episode. <laughs> Say something will. interesting, uh, and uh, we hope you can join us in person at eight thirty or ten o'clock. We're on the live stream at 10 o'clock for week one of our new series, Paper Walls. It's a series on excuses. I uh, would love to have you come out and check that out. If nothing else, uh, promo. Uh, we've got a couple of events this week happening. Yeah, you do. Uh, we're doing our film and theology tonight. If This drops on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, so we are watching a, uh, a documentary called Foster about the foster care system in L.A. County. Uh, and just some stories about it, and, and then we'll do some dialogue afterwards. So um, I believe it's at 6.30. Check the uh, Groups Community Marketplace page just to make sure, because I don't have that in front of me at this point. But uh, it's free. Just sh show up and be ready to discuss. And then on Thursday night, for all of you ladies listening, uh, we are doing a story table event 
uh, at the in the main auditorium. They're putting together some um, uh, bags for some of the people in our homeless community, mm-hmm. and um, just a really great come sit around a table and have dessert, wine, and to share stories with one another. It's a really great ladies' event. Yeah. My wife is putting on with a group of people, so check it out. It's going to be awesome. Um, to get information for that and to reserve a spot, go to the Marketplace page on the website, eastlaketricities.com slash marketplace, and uh, make sure you can reserve your spot so you know how much uh, ice cream or cheesecake or whatever it is that yep. they're buying to get, and we'll go from there. All right, that'll do it. Have a great week, guys. Bye, everyone.